0: You're listening to the Female Social Podcast, a real and raw conversation about life, business, and everything in between. Join your hosts, Jen, 40 something multipreneur juggling motherhood and marriage, and Emily, 20 something brand and web designer, wine enthusiast, and passionate goal chaser as they navigate authentically through their different lenses of life. In this episode, we have a guest that is truly so close to my heart. She is friend, mentor, inspiration, and teacher. I am so honored to have the opportunity to chat with her about how she stays successful in the creative world all while trusting her instincts. Teresa Stone is a dancer, choreographer, creative connector, and so much more. She has experience in multiple facets of the dance industry. She has been a teacher to all ages and levels for 15 years. She has worked professionally as a dancer choreographer in the entertainment industry for 10 plus years. She also has a degree in public relations with experience in promotion, fundraising, and event management. This led her to the creation of her own dance company, training program, and customizable dance events. I am so excited to have her on the female social today, Teresa Stone. Yay. I love you, Em. All of those words are so sweet. (laughs) It's like weird listening to your own bio. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm so excited because it really, I was just thinking about it. I'm gonna be 24 in a month. And I met you when I was 12. So it really has been over 10 years. And it's just it's so crazy to see how. We've both grown so differently. Um, You know, we don't get to see each other really ever, but every time that we do get to have a conversation, it's like nothing has ever changed. And we're back to, you know, eight years ago when we would see each other (laughs) every day. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) nonstop. Yeah. So today, um, I want to talk a little bit just about like trusting your instincts, trusting your gut, and You are a pro at this because you have literally been all over and done so many things in your career. And your career has been, I feel full circle and so well rounded in what you do. You're you're never just, you know, teacher, mentor. You're always also student. And I feel like that is so important when it comes to, you know, being an entrepreneur or really an employee or in any type of, you know, facet in your life, you always have to be students. So, um, tell me a little bit about your timeline and when did you know that a career in dance was non-negotiable?
1: <laughs> um, so as far as my timeline goes, I mean, I started dancing when I was really young. My mom put me in dance when I was two. So like, as far as I can't even remember, I've been dancing, Um, and then as far as like the non-negotiable decision, when I was, I think like 15 or 16, I was a freshman in high school and my parents were starting to have like the college conversation with me. Um, and for me, college wasn't even a consideration in my mind because I, in my head, I was like, when I graduate, I'm going to go be a dancer, whether that was like in LA or not in LA, Um, And when my parents sat me down to have the conversation of, okay, where are you going to go to college and what are you going to go to college for? My response was, I'm not going to college. I'm going to go be a dancer for Lady Gaga. And at 15 years old, your parents are like, that's not going to happen. So you got to figure something out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So at that time, my mom had told me, you know, you're really good at writing. You should go to school for journalism, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we fought, I was like, no, I'm going to, if I have to go to college, then I'm going to go to college for dance. And she was like, no, <laughs> So every, every, like, um, you know, counter argument I would give them, they, they just responded back with, no, you're not going to dance when you get out of high school. And at that time it confused me because I was like, I don't even know what my life is without dance. Like I had no idea. So for me, that was like that moment almost like a conversation with myself of like, how can I continue my life with dance? Because I don't see it going any other way, but obviously my parents have a different vision for me. (laughs) Um, So I had to find a way to do both college and dance. Um, So I ended up going to college um, at St. John's in the city or close to the city um, so that I was able to kind of work my schedule in a way where I could dance and do college all at the same time.
0: It's funny because my parents were, you know, obviously the same way. And I went to college and dance is not part of my life a lot anymore. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm grateful that they made me go to college. And I'm grateful that they made me go to a college that didn't make me come out with like $100,000 in student loans, because I probably wouldn't be sitting here as my own boss right now. But um, I think that it's a true testament to your love of dance that you were able to do both and continue it. And then, you know, out of college, all these years later, it's still that's your career, you made a career out of it, and you've used your degree to help you in ways to, you know, further, um, further your career in the future.
1: Yeah, I've always said, like, because I have a lot of people, a lot of young, young people ask me, you know, I'm, I'm in this flux. Should I go to college? Should I not go to college? I use my PR degree, I think every day. Um, so I went in as journalism and then I changed it to PR after my freshman, my freshman year. Um, and I really do feel like I use it every day. I use it for marketing. I use it for promotion. Um, I use it on the business level, just being able to hold business conversations and and know how to conduct myself. A lot of the things that I learned under that umbrella definitely have helped me in my career and starting to build my own businesses within my career. So I do feel like it's been really beneficial. It taught me a lot.
0: That kind of goes into you know the different stages of your life, not just of a career. But when you were how old were you 18? And you started your own dance company. And that's when I kind of met you, but you had it was abstract. And then it was, you moved and you went to LA and you had your dream job and you were on tour and you got to experience that and, and then you came home and now you're married and you still have like the best of both worlds. You know, (laughs) I feel like you've been through so many stages of your life, but you're still so young. And Mm -hmm. it's like, How did you feel that trusting your gut and going with your instincts on what were the right moves to make at those points in your life? Like, how did you know that the decisions you were making were right?
1: Um, That's such a good question. Uh, And it's
0: it's, (laughs) it's
1: something that I've I've really become more um, aligned with the older I get. Um, I think the longer you live on this earth, um, the more experience you have and the more you're able to kind of look back and be like, wow, I did make a lot of um, good decisions. So I'm a little bit more connected and aligned to my instinct or to my gut. But I always, as I was growing up, had like those little voices in my head, like you can, like, this is what you should be doing. This is what you should be doing. Um, And I always listened to them. And I, and sometimes it would involve me going back and forth with my parents or, or, you know, having to deal with like some kind of obstacle in a way, but I always listened to them and I never, I never thought too deep into it. I just always knew that if something was telling me, you know, this is what you should be doing, or, or this is, you know, where your direction is taking you. I always just listened to it. Um, And for some people, that's the scariest part. And I never had that fear. And I don't know why. I really don't know why. Um, I never had that fear and I always just listened to it. Um, and now that I'm almost 30, bless my soul. uh, (laughs) Um, now that I'm almost 30, I'm able to look back at that. And, and I know that I have a good gut. Like I talk to my husband all the time about like, I have this gut feeling and, you know, my gut has always led me in the right direction. And I've had 30 years of, you know, a good trajectory to kind of allow me to say, okay, For every time I've listened to my gut, I've been right. So if the odds are this, then I can listen to to what my gut is telling me. Um, So I just feel like always listening to that voice and always listening to like my instinct fearlessly was like a huge, huge um, motivating factor for everything that I did in my career.
0: With you, it's not also, you know, like we talk about career, but your career also is so many personal relationships or professional relationships. Like people don't understand that half of the battle is really, yes, you need to be talented, but it's also like getting in the right rooms with the right people and networking and all of those things and being able to trust your gut and be fearless in that and introduce yourself in a way that is fearless. People take that, um, they take those traits and they feel comfortable with it. And they're like, okay, she is certain in who she is as a person and her talent and what she could provide to this job or this working relationship or etc. Yeah.
1: You know? I mean, I've, I've been able to build a lot of like relationship relationships and networks. Um, and I do feel like that has been a, another huge motivating push in, in my career and, and in all of the things that I've been able to tap into.
0: Dance is such a, this weird thing sometimes because it's so intimate, but then it's also so public in a sense, right? Like like, like it's the way that you express yourself and it like just movement in itself is Mm -hmm. it's, it's people's sanity. It's how people get through things. And, but then, you know, we're in a time where everything's on social media and you're constantly sharing those thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. out to a public eye. And for, you know, I'm young, but like even people younger than me now growing up with it, like 15, 16, or even younger, it's like to, how do you take that intimate thing and put it on, you know, public platform every single day and not have that intimate thing be only yours. And, you know, like how have you navigated through all of that?
1: That's such a great question too. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) It's something
1: that's, that's been really relevant. Um, with my, with my new program that is called instincts. Um, we talk a lot about these things. Um, the program has been primarily, um, working with 18 and over dancers, but I have also, um, launched the same exact program for teens and people who are on the younger side. Um, and a reoccurring conversation that we have is social media and is finding that balance, um, of not I'm not losing yourself in the process. Um, I think that something that was said, um, it was said by, by a dancer in my last month that we did, she, she, in my opinion, when she said this, she basically represented the goal of what we try to do when it comes to social media. Um, she said, my Instagram is my microphone. She said, I use my Instagram to reach people, to reach people about things that I believe in, to reach people about, um, you know, things that mean a lot to me, to showcase my voice, to showcase my art. Um, And she was one of the only people who was actually able to proudly say this. And I found it so amazing because when I heard her say it, it like clicked in my brain. I was like, that's the goal. If every person can treat their art and their social media as their microphone and not concern themselves with the likes or the follows or any of the, um, things that follow after it, then we'll ultimately be finding that perfect balance of your intimate therapy of art, but also just showcasing what those things mean to you. Um, but what's ended up happening is there's just been this fog that's kind of set. And a lot of what people are posting and a lot of what people are showcasing on their social media is not even necessarily what they are proud of. It's what they think that the majority or the popular um, opinion will find to be interesting or, or, you know, to get that, that follow or that like. These are all things that we talk about. So I found it really interesting to hear her describe her Instagram in that way because I'd never heard anyone say that before. And I felt like she was such a good example of, what the goal should be. It was interesting.
0: Yeah. I, I know, you know, I struggle with it on a daily basis. Do I post this? Do I not post this? Mm -hmm. Should, you know, should I write this caption? Should I not write this caption? Mm -hmm. And then once I do, and you kind of take that deep breath and you just let it go and you're like, okay, it's in the universe. And is someone benefiting from what I'm posting? Right. So in the sense of like, for me in my career, is this educational? Is someone going to be able to make an informed decision off of this? Like, you know, there's so many different things, but, um, and then also finding that balance, like you do it so well between your personal relationship, like with your husband and your hobbies and what you guys like to do, but then also your professional relationship with your students and your peers and your, you know, your, um, career. So, I think that it's something, and also that goes in with trusting your instinct of instincts of saying, who cares about what you think of me? I'm going to post this because it makes me feel good. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and
1: there are a lot of people with differing opinions. There are some people who believe, especially now with um, the pandemic, because so much is so much is being viewed at through the social media because we can't have that in-person um you know audition or that in-person conversation to see if someone's right for a job a lot of people are, ju- are just gravitating towards the instagram to get to know someone to see what they dance like to see what they look like um to see how they represent themselves so there are a lot of people who differ in you know what i believe I, in my opinion if if you want to get to know me as a person and as an artist, then you can scroll through pictures of me and my husband or pictures of me cooking or whatever it is to find that footage of me dancing or to find the footage of my choreography. But there are a lot of people who feel the opposite that your social media should just basically be a visual representation of either your resume or a visual representation of your art or what you do. Um, and, And I've found that people who have that mindset or have that opinion, usually start to get sucked into that. Everything I'm posting is for everybody else. Where am I? Like, where do I fit on this page? And, and Mm -hmm. for some people, that's what, that's how they feel. And that's, you know, what they're going for. But my, my opinion definitely differs in that way.
0: Definitely. And I think that's what makes Instagram such a great tool is that you can use it how you want to use it. You know, and it's exactly that it's a tool. And people, you know, they rely very heavily on using it as something that is their only means of representation of themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, right, like right now we're working on a website for you because you don't own your Instagram. You don't, Yep. it's not yours. And at the end of the day, it could be like, poof, it's gone. And you can never see it again. Yeah, exactly. So people need to be careful about those things. Yeah. But one of the things that you're always talking about on Instagram that has really resonated with me is role models. Mm -hmm. And I think that one thing that I had to my advantage as a young girl, and why I can say I own a successful business at 23 is because I had role models in my life, who Mm -hmm. always expected me to show up, give it my all be myself, and respect the veterans in my life in whatever aspect that was, you know, I remember training for, it, for Pulse and it was like, you did not accept less than perfection. It was, <laughs> like, you did it. It was eight to 10 hour rehearsals. It Sometimes was longer. Yeah. Blood, sweat and tears. It was like losing our minds, but it really, it, it taught me that if you work hard and you show up and you give it your all like there's nothing that you cannot achieve. Yeah. And you know, one thing that again with Instagram like there's not enough of that out there. So one thank you for sharing that and sharing those people that um your industry can look to and follow. Yeah. Um but what do you think showing up authentically on your social media is teaching your students in this day and age.
1: Ooh, these questions, Emily, are fire. <laughs> um I I hope that m- what my Instagram page represents to to the youth or like what they could be pulling from it is just to not be afraid, to not be afraid to steer in a different direction. Um, I feel like I feel like a fear always is to be the one that's doing something different. Um and for me, you know, I post my I post the role models because I feel like with this changing time of things, everyone's role models are people that they don't actually know or they know nothing about because they see them on social media or they see them on Instagram and they're like, "Oh my god, I look up to this person so much." But they may have never been in a room with them. They may have never met them in their life, but they become so um dire and so like in awe of these people that they know nothing about. Um, and I found that when I was growing up, the same way as you, the people who were my role models were people that I that I have been around multiple times. They were people that I was able to feel their energy and understand the expectations that they wanted from people and and look at them through that lens. Um, so for me, posting the role models is, is another way for me to kind of access the youth and show the youth, like, Hey, these are people that you should be looking up to. Um, and like my definition of a role model may not be the same as somebody else's definition of a role model, but for me, just showcasing that overall balance of uh, great person, great work ethic has a lot of experience, um, pr- you know, promotes and brands themselves in a way that, is appropriate to all and not just to, you know, one demographic versus the other. Um, so for me, I just try consistently with my page to post things that people can learn from or post things that maybe people will feel, um, you know, like, okay, well, if Teresa can post things like this, then I can do the same thing too. I feel like it goes back to that conversation of so many are, are focused on posting everything for everybody else. And my hope is that with my page and with the things that I post, people can realize, okay, I'm I'm allowed also to post balance in my life, and it doesn't just have to be about one thing.
0: Now, talk to me a little bit about instincts because that definitely translates into also how you train your students. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just like point your toe and straighten your leg; it's (laughs) way more than that. Talk to me a little bit about your process and how you get your students to feel comfortable to be authentically them Mm -hmm. in class
1: it's instincts has been like the birth child that I never knew that I needed um with the pandemic a lot of artists and a lot of choreographers have made the decision to say like I'm gonna do a program whether it's virtual or in person whether it's commercial or you know it's something different it's a mentorship program Um, so for me, when I was coming up with the idea of it, I wanted it to be different. I wanted it to be something that, you know, if people were paying in for what are they gaining from this program that is different from any other programs that they may have been taking, because right now with the lack of jobs and with the lack of the studios being open, this is how everyone's dancing. Everyone is just signing up for different programs. So for me, it was important to make sure that my program was offering something different from the other programs that dancers have been taking. Um, so the way that I've been actually branding it is it's a training for your brain before a training for anything else. Um, because there are so many dancers that are great. And we talk about this all the time where we say like, everybody's good and everybody's great. Um, and a lot of times people think we're just, you know, blabbering, but it's true, especially if you're in the New York industry or in the LA industry, everybody's great, you know, and, and a lot of times it doesn't come down to who's the best. It actually comes down to your mind and how you're handling everything that you're being given as a dancer. So for me, um, the five day program that I run is, is really based on conversations. It's really based on digging into the insecurities that dancers feel. Um, because I know that I experienced things, even though I was fearless. And even though I, I always trusted my gut, there were plenty of times where I felt like, well, why, why not? Why isn't, you know? And, and these are the kinds of thoughts that a lot of dancers have in their head is like, why am I not here? Or why am I not there? Um, so what we do is we really just shed all of those layers, Day one is usually like a good, strong icebreaker and everybody's real quiet and real nervous and and everyone kind of nods their heads and just takes in all the information. Um, And then by two, you know, we're kind of making friends with each other. Everyone's a little bit more comfortable. There's laughs here and that. Wednesday is usually a tear day. There's one or two people who end up crying because they got over the high of like making friends with people. And now that they're friends, they're okay to be, you know, vulnerable in front of each other. Um, and then Thursday, Friday is usually just like, you know, the peak up where you're starting to see the growth and you're starting to see the way that they change. Um, and it's not really that they're changing, their dancing because they're dancing. It's a submission based um, program. So I'm already judging their, their movement and and their skills. I know that they have the skill. So they're really coming into me to, to not work on their skill, but to work on their mindset and the way that they talk to themselves. Um, so by like Thursday, Friday, I'm starting to see those mindsets change and I'm starting to see the way that they talk to themselves, um, you know, really turn around, we, we talk a lot about comparison because it's like a really big, um, tendency for dancers to get into is comparing themselves to everybody else. So we, I've found that there are similarities in the groups that come in. There have been some that have, you know, um, presented me with some new obstacles that I've had to kind of navigate and figure out, but we spend the majority of our time actually talking. Um, we do plenty of dancing. It's a five hour, five hour a day, um, program, but I would say three hours of that is dancing and two hours of that is, is talking, if not more depending on, you know, what I feel like they need and what I feel like they need to, to discuss. Cause we dance plenty and they dance plenty, but how often are we sitting down and talking about these things? And that's really, you know, been the basis of, of getting through to them.
0: I think that that's so important. Like right now, the pandemic has been isolating for everyone, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I went from running around in a restaurant talking to hundreds of people a day to sitting at home by myself on a computer all day. And mindset is like the number one thing. Like if you can't get your mind right, you're just, it's a huge spiral and your mind can say things to yourself that you never even thought were possible. So I think that it's so important, especially 18 to 25, I feel mm-hmm. like people are like, what is going on? Either you went to school or you, you're, you know, starting something new and that you're providing this like support system of people where now they feel comfortable and they could have those hopefully friends that they've met in this program to take that with them and apply those things every day past just the program. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's been like, the goal is, is I consistently say to them, you know, the things that I'm giving you, the tools that I'm giving you, I want you to leave continuing to practice them. I want you to leave feeling like you have 20 new friends that when you see them out somewhere, you know, that you have someone you can depend on. Like it's, it's, they're leaving with a huge bag, like Mm -hmm. the biggest bag, (laughs) (laughs) And we like to say that we, that I give them a shower. They like come into me and they're like a little dirty. They have like a boo-boo on their arm or their outfits, like a hot mess and a half. And like, as each day goes, we, we kind of clean them up a little bit and they leave brand new, but they're leaving with that huge bag of just so many skills and so many new friends and new connections. And, and I've seen a huge difference in the people who've left the program, which makes me I mean, it's hard to wrap my head around because you hope that it, that it works and you hope that it's impactful. Um, But now seeing after the past couple of months that it actually has been is, is kind of crazy.
0: That's awesome. I'm so happy for all of the people that have participated because I know firsthand what you can do for people. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's awesome that, you know, people are able to experience that. So very happy for all of them. Um, So. One thing I want to ask, what was one moment where trusting your instincts was really scary, but the outcome was totally worth it?
1: Um, I think, I think the moment in my life where I decided that I wanted to move forward with the company alone, um, for those who were a part of the company, you included know that, um, the company was jointly run with myself and another, another person, um, And making that decision to move forward um, with the company, just with myself was a very scary time um, because you get used to things, you get used to like the norm of things, um, the cycle of things. And, and when you have to face a change that big, it's, it's a little scary. It's scary to think like, will, will it work out? Um, Will it be as good as it ever was? Will it completely fall apart? Like all of these things kind of run through your head. Um, and I remember being really, really nervous, um, specifically the, the summer we did being strong, um, and that, that piece like represented that moment in my life so much of just like making the decision to, to truck forward and really, and really fight ahead with like this strength and with this, um, resilience of of not being afraid of whatever came after that. Um, and that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made in my life.
0: And I feel like that was a really big turning point because it was like, you know, that was a huge year for you. And then shortly after that, you moved to LA and then right if I'm not mistaken, right after that you booked Lady Gaga and it was yeah. like everything just started kind <laughs> of fell in a place. place yeah yeah so um I love that you use that as you know that one moment in your life and if you can tell yourself one thing I know you're still in your 20s but in your early 20s uh, what would it be <laughs>
1: oh college is good for you I promise <laughs> Cause for me, I was just like, why? Like, you know, like I could be doing other things, but when I look back on it now, it taught me how to be balanced and it taught me how to juggle a lot at once. Um, and right now with with this time of my life, I've had to juggle so many things and I don't think I would have had um, a good understanding on how to juggle all of those things if I hadn't gone to college and tried to, you know, maintain my dance career and the company all at the same time. It it taught me how to do that.
0: Looking back there, you had a lot going on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, right now I have a lot going on, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. And then last but not least, um, Jen and I, who does the podcast with me, we like to ask everyone rapid round questions. Ooh. So I'm going to ask you a question. You have like 10 seconds to answer it. One sentence. Don't go into a lot of detail. Are you ready? <laughs> Instinct so hard right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> who inspires you?
1: Brian Friedman.
0: I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> cake or pie cake what type of cake Ooh,
1: I wasn't ready for that um I love red velvet cake
0: mm, yum I haven't had red velvet cake in a very long time I'm gonna go get love me a piece it. today I from the bakery <laughs> <laughs> uh favorite cocktail I've been digging
1: gin Like, anything that has gin in it, I love. Um, I would say a French 75. It's a New Orleans cocktail. Me and my husband love New Orleans.
0: That's, like, gin, champagne, lemon, right?
1: Lemon and simple syrup. And she's a good brunch cocktail. I love her.
0: Yum, yum. When uh, the pandemic's over, you'll have to invite me over to drink one. Yes, I will. (laughs) Uh, Something that scares you.
1: Ooh. I used to think turning 30, um, but this, the past couple of months I've kind of been embracing 30. So I feel like that could have been an answer maybe like a month or two ago, but now something that scares me is, um, being pregnant, (laughs) which I am not i am like are you making an
0: announcement no no
1: i'm just very i'm very like i'm just afraid of it i'm just unsure of what my body will do when i'm pregnant
0: you're gonna be an amazing mama someone's gonna be lucky to have you getting to the mom yeah getting to the mom (laughs) (laughs) so funny and then your current binge watch
1: Current binge watch, um, me and my husband just finished the lost kitchen, um, which is on discovery plus. And honestly, all of the things on there have been binge watch worthy. Um, we're obsessed with Chip and Joanna Gaines. They're like our favorite. Um, so they have their whole whole own network, Magnolia network on there. So Joe has her own cooking show. I binge watch that. They have more fixer upper on there. So we binge watch that. And they have this other show called The Lost Kitchen, which is about this girl who owns a restaurant in Maine. And it's just so good. I've been, we've been binge watching all of it.
0: I have to watch it because I love cooking. It's like one of my favorite things, you know. And, and- she's so funny. Like the the show, she like
1: didn't want it to be too um, what's the word? Like staged. So she'll like drop rice on the floor and be like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Or like her kid will walk in and it's just like very low key. I love it.
0: That's good. Selena Gomez did this cooking show and I tried it's on HBO Max. Uh-huh. Don't watch it. It's, <laughs> it's like not great. <laughs> that is so funny. I love her, but don't watch her cooking show. Just a word of advice. Um, But to finish things off, I just want to say thank you so much for joining the female social today. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Uh, Social media handles, website coming soon, all of that good stuff.
1: So my website's coming soon as per Emily. I'm very excited. Um, but my main platform is um Instagram. I do have a YouTube as well, but she's not very active. Um, and I am against TikTok. You will not catch me on TikTok. So I can be found on Instagram. My handle is Teresa Stone91, and it's spelled. there's a stone, the correct form of theirs. So T-H E R E S A S T O N E 91 see you on Instagram.
0: <laughs> I'm dead.
1: <laughs> you I never heard me you. say that. You never heard me sure. say there's a stone. People used to call me that in high school.
0: Oh, they I used never to call me there. Yep. So funny. So funny. Well, this is such a great conversation. Thank you so yes, much for your time. Thank and, you. uh, I will talk to you soon. Thank you everyone for listening to the female social and tune in next Monday for more goodies. Thank you for tuning in to the Female Social Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. For all things The Female Social, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Female Social Podcast. If you loved this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. We love connecting with more babes. See you next week.